created live on Fireside. Welcome, everybody, to Athletic Definition. I'm your host, Coach Ray Z. Can you feel the excitement in the air? We're 60 days away from the Los Angeles 2023 Marathon. That will be my 17th consecutive Los Angeles Marathon and my 58th total marathon. And I'm going to be doing the preview for you today. I've been running that marathon since, what, 2007 now, back when it used to start at Universal City and it used to end, I believe, in downtown LA. And so I can't believe it's going to be 17 years. I'm excited. I'm really excited, really, because last year I was like, "Woo!" I am tying Ric Flair's 16-time 16 <laughs> 16-time world champion streak, even though it's in marathoning, and this year I get to break it. And I, you know, I, I'm into history now. When I was in high school, I didn't like it, but now I do like history. So back when LA Marathon started, it started back in 1984. And when it started, it was because the Olympics were going to be into town. It did have a name before, but really it's the Olympics that got it going. Back when it first started, one of the things that I like about marathon, marathoning now is that you get to run with elite runners from all over the world. And when I mean elite, I mean from fast to also just well-known runners like Dean Carnassus. And in when it first started, the first two years from what I was reading, it was separated. You would have the elite runners, and probably because it was close to the Olympics. That was back in 1984. And then after that, I'm not exactly sure from what I read. They did that for two years, and then they started merging it. One of the things that I think every runner should do is definitely, as you're running along, give thanks to the volunteers. Especially in Los Angeles, it's such a melting pot. You get to see cultures from everywhere. I'll be going over the different cities and some of the highlights that you'll see as you run the 26.2-mile course along. I know Los Angeles Marathon every year seems to bring in a lot of first-time marathoners, so the energy is always you can feel it in the air. You can feel the nervous energy, and it's great. I've done, what, 57 other marathons in different states, different parts, and quite the energy is not there. And most of the time, they're repeat offenders, like you've done a marathon, you want to do it again, you want to do a different state, or it's some sort of other goal. But LA does bring a lot of first-timers, so welcome. If you're watching this, I hope you've been training, listening to your coaches, and if Maybe you're going to be like a last-minute entry. You can still register. I believe right now, after taxes, you're looking at about $220. For people that are not runners, you're probably thinking, that is a lot of money. And it is. Los Angeles is one of the major marathons, so it's kind of expensive. And I've done the math before, and regardless, they make a lot of money, but you do have to give money for I would say the major things are to have paramedics, police, officers, you know, closing the city, permissions from the city. That is one of the reasons why Los Angeles Marathon now ends in Century City. Prior to that, it was the Stadium to the Sea course, which lasted about 10 years. So it's pretty much the same thing. You're going to start off at Dodger Stadium before you would end at Santa Monica Boulevard. From what I read, Santa Monica wanted to charge them a lot to do that, so they ended up going... It's almost like the same route, but then you end up going back to Century City 
And I've complained on emails plenty, plenty of times, but it ends in probably like the last mile going uphill. And I wrote to him and I told him, have any of the people who actually created the course ever ran a marathon? Do you, well, regardless, overall, it's a great experience. I love it. I highly recommend it. If you've, I know I have listeners from all over the world and also all over the 50 states of the United States. So if you've ever considered wanting to do a marathon, I highly recommend Los Angeles. One is because, let's say, New York Marathon, it's one of the iconic marathons in United States. That one is a lottery. I think I've been trying for 17 years, maybe a little less, and I haven't gotten in once. I know people who applied and ran it their first year. It's luck, or you pay a lot of money, or you're someone well-known like Oprah Winfrey or, you know, Puff, what was his name? Puff Daddy. I think he ran it as well. Uh, Los Angeles isn't like that. And from what I was reading, according according to a couple articles, and some of them are like Los Angeles Times and a couple other ones, but something's not quite right. Ever since the pandemic, what happened in 2020, I got to run that, of course, because this will be 17. So in 2020, 10 days after the whole Los Angeles Marathon, everything got shut down you know, MBA, start seeing everything, everything. So we barely got to complete it right before, I would say, even though the virus was already going around, uh, it was really just right after that, that everything just kind of went like life-changing, altering. So we got to do LA Marathon. That was the only marathon I got to do that year because pretty much everything, actually, no, I did one more after that. But pretty much everything after that was not the same. And then what they did, it was it was held up for, I think, they tried to do it, couldn't do it. They ended up moving it to November. That was the first time in LA Marathon history that it's been run in November. There's been a couple other times where it's traditionally, it's always run in March. Typically, it's run on the first Sunday of March. They seem to have changed that now. Um, but a couple other times, special occasions, which I also got to run, it happened to land on St. Patrick's Day, which was very cool. You got a medal and you can actually see through it and you see a, like a, a green clover on it. Uh, for Valentine's Day, one time we got to run LA Marathon. It was due to the Olympic trials and that was the one time where it was on actual Valentine's Day. So now because of the pandemic, they had a one late in 2021 and that was in November. And then after that, they went back to March. So which was a 2021. I ran both of them. I think a lot of people were still hesitant since the whole pandemic and the numbers were down. When I would say from my experience seeing Los Angeles Marathon, the most energy, the most explosive, the most like people were leaving their cars on the freeway to get to the start line was when they, it was the debut of the stadium to the sea. That one had so many people. That one probably had over 25,000 people. And they're estimating according, and it doesn't make sense to me because there was less people to me. Like I said, people were hesitant, weren't really in shape. A lot of people lost motivation because, hey, if you can't get together with run clubs or there's no races, people just got out of shape as well. So it came, it came about, and that one I did pretty good. They gave you a special shirt that year with your name on it if you're going to run the one in November and the one in March. And according to what it says, it said about an estimated 13,000 
runners ran from 50 nations. And that was for the 36. It was delayed twice because of the pandemic. And then it says in 2022, an estimated 11,620 runners completed the marathon. So I actually think that there was more people in 2022 than the one in November. So I'm not sure. Maybe those are people that actually completed the marathon versus the people that actually started. Because during the marathon, when most people quit is when they hit the wall. Most people hit the wall in mile 20 or 21. That is pretty much where, depending on how you're feeling yourself, your body, if you didn't train properly and all kinds of variables go into it, will hit the wall. And that's pretty much where you have nothing left. You've gone through all your energy and you're just pretty much feel like hell. And it, it is tough. It is tough. I've hit the wall many times because when I first started running, I probably ran my first 20 to 25 marathons without training. So I was guaranteed to hit the wall. And then for me, for my recommendation, especially if you kind of know that now it's not going to be exact. Maybe you feel great at mile 20, but then all of a sudden you feel horrible at mile 23. It could be mile 18. But when you feel that you're going to be struggling the most, if you've done marathons before, if you have family or friends, have them be out in those areas cheering on for you, you know, giving you something you need. The only thing with that is be prepared, whoever you invite, that it's okay for them to see you at your worst. Because when you, I, you literally feel like death. I, I, I felt like death before, like, oh, I, I don't think I could take another step. And then I slow down the pace. And next thing you know, it's like you get your second win and you feel so alive. And then all, all of a sudden, these, just like life, it, you feel down and depressed. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I can do it. I'm almost there. I'm, I, could, I, could, I could smell the finish line. You could just start, like David Goggins says, taking souls of other people falling. It's a, not nice, but if you're David Goggins, it is. So it starts, well, actually, let me give you another tip. Besides having family and friends, I always have someone there with a beer for me so I could drink a beer. And that's like my warm-up to the beer garden because really it's all about earning your beer. That's why you run 26.2 miles. The expo where you go pick up your bib will be at Los Angeles Dodger, Los Angeles Dodger. It'll be at Dodger Stadium. And my recommendation, because I've gone to many expos, especially let's say you're flying in from another state, why not? You're only here once, but try to just get your bib and go. Most of the stuff that they give you for free, their supplements. If you guys know, I'm not the biggest fan of supplements. I would say 90% of them aren't effective, maybe 95. You're not really quite sure what's in it. So it's not really worth it to stand around, wait in line to get a couple free samples when you're better off going, getting your bib, going, having a nice dinner, nice lunch, and trying to just relax and stay off your feet as much as possible that day. Because the next day you're going to be doing uh, marathoning. Some people do shakeout runs. I've done it all. I've even played basketball the day before a marathon. I've done everything you shouldn't do. So trust me, if there's something you are wondering about or you're one of those last minute marathoners that need some advice feel free to hit me up coach ray z on all social medias as well as my website so after you get your bib the next day the marathon starts at dodger stadium it usually starts i think at 6:55. it's in the morning 
perfect weather typically out of the 16 years that I've ran it so far, only 2011 was just horrible rain. We don't really get that type of rain in California, but it was horrible. Probably the worst storm we've had in a long time in March, uh, enough where people were falling out due to hypothermia. I was a victim of hypothermia. I completed it, worst marathon to date, but because of the gruelingness of it, I'm probably the most proudest of that one because it was so difficult to finish. So you start off at Dodger Stadium, and there's a guy who, who I look forward to having on, on here in the future. His name's Running Jester. He's run over, I don't know, 100 ultra races, 100-mile races, basically. Uh, and he does it in a suit. So he usually runs to the very little hill part of Dodger Stadium. And then once he gets there, he, he puts a sign, and he's, he'll say, 26 miles to go, because it's, you know, 26.2. And he just starts doing that, and then he keeps running. It's entertaining. It's funny, especially uh, the first time you see it. But I'm, as I mentioned, I'm a repeat offender. So uh, after a while, I'm like, oh, he does that every year. But I still enjoy it. He's a cool guy. He's a good um, ambassador for running as well. And uh, so this will be the 38th running of the Los Angeles Marathon. And it is presented by, I'm not going to say their name. You could see it on my T-shirt. But. You don't get no free plugs on my show because I used to work for the bank. And when I worked for the bank, I was their helper for the bank. I was like, they were part of my portfolio and you guys were all weenies to me. And at the time, you guys knew I was an endurance athlete. So no free plug here. But it is the 30th marathon. And uh, I love the Los Angeles marathon. I It's probably one of my favorites. And even though I'm not a fan of the race directors, I really just enjoy the race and highly recommend it. By the way, race directors, if you're listening, I'm still waiting for my t-shirt from two years ago. And yes, I could be a bit petty about it, but I have an email from you, what, like six months ago, which I'll be more than happy to throw in the edit. And you guys said you'd mail it to me after I brought it to your attention for like three years in a row. And I would understand if I'm just a regular runner, one and done. But if you think about it, the thousands of dollars I've given you through the 17 years, as well as how many people I've encouraged and actually trained to complete the marathon. And you guys just need to appreciate the running community, especially the dedicated loyals. I do appreciate the LA Marathon has created a program called LA Loyal because it's to give back. And basically, if you run the marathon for two years in a row, you get a special bib. It'll say LA Loyal. On your fifth year, I think you get a sweater and a pin. On your, I don't know if there's a year in between or not. And then on your 10th year, you get a special medal, which you get the original LA Marathon medal, which I earned. It took me a long time to earn that one. And then you get the finishing medal for that year as well. And this year is the first year where they added something for 11 years and over, which that that's me because after that, for being an LA loyal, you got capped out. So kind of didn't really make sense to me. The more loyal you are, then they kind of stop with the perks. But if you're loyal for two years, then you get perks. So that didn't really make sense to me. Besides the Los Angeles uh, loyals, there is the legacy runners, and that is in every race. And 
I believe Los Angeles Marathon has about 114 remaining legacy runners. A legacy runner is someone who's participated in every single race. So there are people who this will be their 38th consecutive marathon. From what I saw, most of them are like in their 70s, 80s. And I always, when I see them, you know, legacy Rick, good job. Always encourage people as much as I can. Sometimes as I'm running, I'm not able to, I'm just so focused or, or tired that I want to say, hey, thank you, but I don't. But I try and thank all the volunteers. The volunteers are what make it after you uh, start off. As I mentioned in Dodger Stadium, you're going to work your way through downtown uh, LA. Well, actually, you're going to go through Elysian Park, and Elysian Park is the second largest park in Los Angeles. Uh, back in my day, Elysian Park was filled with drugs, uh, people shooting up. It was a full full of uh, gangs and everything else. It's changed night and day. It's like hipsters and uh, very artistic people that hang out there and I, I hear a lot of like people back in the day maybe before all the drugs and like 80s and 90s all those you know gangs uh they had a, a lot of artist people there like uh Steve McQueen actors things like that I hear Leonardo DiCaprio has a house there now not quite sure on that then uh, you're gonna go into Chinatown through Chinatown and Chinatown uh, was built in 1938 here. I, I, I love the restaurants there. There's shopping and there is a Bruce Lee statue, which I've gone, taken a picture. You're going to go through Alvera Street. Alvera Street is the oldest section in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, there's a part of El Pueblo de Los Angeles. It's a historic museum. It's basically like the first house ever built on Alvera Street. So depending if you're coming from another state, you want to take some tours. That's another thing, too, about when you travel for marathons, especially if you've never been there. I know I've done it. First time I went to San Francisco, it's so hilly, but I'm like, I don't know when I'll come back again. So, of course, I have to explore, which you really want to stay off your feet as much as possible, kind of depending on who, whose advice you want to listen to. Then you move on to uh, Little Tokyo. You're going to go through Little Tokyo and... I've been to Little Tokyo. It, it's actually only three official Japanese towns in the United States, and we have one here. Uh, they had a old TV show. I think it's still on, but different host, or he just does the voiceover, Man versus Food. And I did the Man versus Food Challenge in Little Tokyo, um, just competitive and everything. I failed miser miserably. Took a, It was a 10-minute hot bowl broth spicy i the noodle splashed landed in my eye that was like nine minutes i had a minute left my other friend completed it he puked right after so i'm kind of glad i didn't actually get to uh i failed at that challenge miserably you're gonna go through bunker hill bunker hill uh it's lavish old victorian style uh houses that were basically for the upper class residents back in the day you're going to go through Disney Concert Hall. The building's really nice. I've actually never been to Disney Concert Hall. I've never seen a concert there. Then you're also going to run through Angelino Heights, which is the second oldest community in Los Angeles. It is a popular backdrop to Hollywood. And when they made the Hollywood Freeway, they kind of 
destroyed most of the city, so there's not too much of it left. You're going to run, and um, actually, yeah, Echo Park, I mentioned that one already. Silver, Silver Lake, they are kind of getting known for local music festivals from local artists and internationally. That's another place you're going to run through. Los Feliz was named after, that is a city which is really right next to Hollywood, Los Happies in Spanish. And it is named after Rancho Los Feliz, which is one of the first lands grants in California. Los Feliz was part of ran uh, part of the ranch. And what I just learned today was that Walt Disney Studio actually uh, had his first and second studio there. And that is where Mickey Mouse was born in Los Feliz. It is the first place where he drew an image of the character. You're going to run through Little Armenia, which, as I mentioned, LA is just such a melting pot because as you're in downtown and everything, you're going to be running through support from all the local communities, you know, Chinatown, Tokyo, uh, Japanese people, Armenian people. Uh, you have uh, the Salvadoranian section, Mexican section. You go through West Hollywood. You have the just everybody like from from Indian people, from India, just out there showing support. Um, uh, you run through Thai Town, which is, uh, I just learned this to do. First of all, it's in Hollywood. I love Thai Town because they have some of the best Thai restaurants. And I thought that was just my opinion. And then I found out that uh, it's actually the largest Thai population outside of Thailand. And it started in the 1960s. And they have a large... Uh, they have a large parade with they actually close down the street and I've been to it for um, I've been to it for the New Year's and they have Thai food they had free Thai massage that day that I went the, the, the Thai massage is different than regular massage I should probably do a whole show on that I like Thai massage better it seems like you're more involved in it and Maybe because they use their elbows and other things, it seems for me, I like it better because you have massage, then you have time massage, and then you have like sports massage. So the food there, excellent. Uh, they have free, and they also had free uh, Muay Thai kickboxing there when I went. So that was very cool. You're going to run through Hollywood. Hollywood, of course, it became famous because of the movie industry. When you're running through Hollywood Boulevard, you, you're running far enough where you're going to see it. As you are running down Holly, Hollywood Boulevard, if you know where the things are at, you could turn around and see like the Capitol Records building to your right once you hit Vine. Uh, and you're going to run through where the Dolby Theater's at, where they have the Academy Awards, Pantages Theater. I think that's where Jimmy Kimball does it. Along the whole time, you'll see the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Hollywood is... For the people who come here, they're usually like surprised by the amount of homeless people. Oh, then that's another thing I'll touch on as well. And it's not just LA Marathon, but just in general, it seems like homeless issues getting worse and worse everywhere. But through the years, I've seen more encampments along the route than in previous years. And it it's such a tough, uh, tough thing when you're talking about people's lives but as long as the safety of the runners for for me because man it would be horrible because i've seen it in in races in the past where 
they're messing with the runners and you can't, I mean, you could, but you're messing with someone when they're running at mile 20 or 22, they're already tired by then. And it's almost like you're being a bully, but who knows, maybe you'll pick on the wrong person and they'll just tap you out. You're going to run through the sunset strip. The sunset strip to me is more nightlife, a little bit. Hollywood is more, more young youngsters, more touristy, but not really, they, they do have clubs, but they're more like, I would say Sunset's a little bit more affluent. And right there, I used to work in, right there on Sunset, I used to work at the clubs. And yeah, you'll see um, the strip club, you'll see the iconic, uh, what is it? It looks like a train, but it's a hot dog stand. Carney's, I believe it's called. Uh, let's see. Actually, I saw Leonardo DiCaprio at Carney's. Many, many years ago. I've seen a lot of people when I worked in Hollywood. You'll run through the Vite. Well, no, they'll cut you off right before that. You do go through some of West Hollywood. but I don't remember. I don't think you actually run through the Viper Room. You're going to cut through. So you you go through West Hollywood. And that's usually where, uh, you know, the gay and lesbian communities out there supporting, uh, showing support. Then you go through Beverly Hills, which is like the really rich part of Los Angeles. There's a lot of rich parts, but it's one of the more well-known because of the TV shows, Beverly Hills. And I gotta, I'm not sure, but I think we do also run through Off Rodeo Drive. Then you're going to go through Century City, Century City from there. Uh, it's just a former backlot to 20th Century Fox, which actually I have been there. I haven't really been to Century City too much, but they do have a few like uh, studios. So I went there to do the TV show's not even around anymore. It's the it was called Spike Spike TV. Spike TV. They used to have the the Man Awards, and I got to go and just uh, be a, a stand-in double. And so I got to basically sit at the same table. I was sitting with a never watched the show, but Tony Soprano. He was sitting like it was his wife, and then he was next to me. Well, it was his wife, and then him. Very nice guy. Never met him. And then uh, some other, I, I actually took Charisse Durant's seat after she got her award. So I was like LeBron James to my right, Manny Pacquiao, had Rampage. I had all these athletes and people around me. That was a pretty cool experience watching Chris Rock like right in front of me tell jokes. Uh, very fun. Uh, so that, besides that, I don't really know much about Century City, but I did have a good time when I went to the studios to do that TV show. And then Westwood. So Westwood is really, I think, known for UCLA. That's like way on the other side. I used to go there maybe about 15 years ago a lot, but not really anymore. Brentwood, it's another really nice, uh, rich, affluent area. There's a Brentwood, I believe, also in Northern California, kind of by the Bay Area. And then you go through... Let's see. That's pretty much it. And then you're going to go back and you end up in Century uh, Century City or what they call it, Avenue of the Stars. And that's pretty much it. You They'll have free massage there. Uh, they'll, they always have, I forget the name of the school, but always thank them. They give you a free massage. They're out there trying to earn their hours so they can get licensed. So you get a free massage. They have a beer garden. I hope they have beer. A lot of the marathons, which I'm not happy with, I've been trying to do a lot of this seltzer. 
And I'm like, after I run 26.2 miles, I don't want no flavored seltzer. I want a beer. Uh, give me a, a beer, something that will make me feel like, I mean, I, I earned it. I think I could afford those calories. And anyone who thinks they can't run a marathon, I want to encourage you to think about it differently. Because from what I was reading, the youngest person ever to complete a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, is three years old. The oldest person to complete a marathon is 100 years old. And I'll be doing shows on that as well. But less than 1% or 1% of the world's population will ever complete a marathon. And me personally, I feel that maybe about 90 to 95% of the population can complete it. Even if you think you can't, if you take that challenge, if you have that dream, you have that desire, you'll get that passion, you'll get that discipline. And even if you never do it again, it could be so life-changing like it was for me because I had self-doubt that I could actually complete one. And then when you do something that you're not quite sure that you can, it just changes your whole perspective. And then you start thinking, what else can I accomplish? I've been selling myself short. I could do a lot more or I haven't been living to my full potential. And that's just something that I want to encourage. You don't have to become like a fitness fanatic like me. I've been listening to a few podcasts, which I'll be doing some future shows on as well, where I think a lot of people separate can't maybe some people think that fitness fanatics is working out because a lot of people seem to have the concept of I have to train really really hard when to achieve your results if you just want to be healthy you don't really have to like be at the gym six days a week and all that so I wanted to just let you know that there is a possibility it could rain on March 19th if it if it does that is one thing when I first started, as I mentioned, I did all the wrong things you could do from eating buffets the night before to getting a brand new pair of shoes to not knowing about chafing. I mean, I've done it all. So one thing that I do recommend is, especially right now, it's been difficult with the rain in Los Angeles for us, at least Californians, Southern Californians, or you still have to run in the rain regardless because the marathon doesn't care if it rains or not the marathon doesn't have feelings if you want to complete your objective and you want to finish the marathon you're going to have to train the rain if it train if it ends up raining during the marathon you're prepared you're not going to be in shell shock like oh what is this oh running with wet socks or anything like that you'll be oh i've done this i know what it feels like enjoy it, go back to being a kid and having fun playing in the rain. But it's necessary to train in the rain. If it doesn't rain, even better. We typically have great, great weather. And just keep running. I would say really you have about, since we're 60 days away now, you have two months really left of training because really your body's going to do what you have been preparing it to do for I would say at least 90 days prior so the last month is kind of like you just really don't want to get injured but you want to keep that good rhythm and that way you can hit your peak performance on actual race day but really you have about two months left if you've been on some sort of training program to build up your mileage and that way you can build your speed work but 
as I mentioned, doing things the backwards way, trust me, going and running like the week before or the day before and just running miles, it's not going to, it's not going to help you at all. It's not, it might hurt you if you end up getting injured, but overall you can run. This is now the time. If you haven't built your base, start building it. Don't push it too much. Get as close to, to what you max without injuring yourself because the whole point is to have fun. Another thing is people get super nervous before when I first started, I, I would I would feel the energy for like a week before LA Marathon. It's LA Marathon week and I'd be so excited and to the point where I wouldn't sleep or it would actually drain my batteries because I was so pumped up and hyped up the whole week. And I really didn't understand that because I felt like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But then as I start learning more about training and getting certifications and also just watching like professional fighters, how you know, their, their nerves are so basically on edge where you don't know if you're going to get knocked out. You don't know if you're going to win. You don't know if you're going to get hurt. And one of the best fighters in UFC, Don Fryer, he'd be so calm and you, he'd be calm. He wouldn't be excited. And I'm like, Oh, I like that because he's not wasting energy. He's saving it all for the ring. And now I'm to the point where I, I'm, I think also because of experience, you know, going on my 50th marathon. I'm just way more experienced. I could actually relax more and I, I save it. And even when the marathon's starting, I feel the energy and I see everybody getting pumped up. Don't go out too fast. I know a lot of first timers and everyone's going to run, but it's a long race, 26.2 miles. And for the people who haven't prepared and are just going to go out at a fast pace because you get excited because you see everybody else doing it, I'll be passing you up in the later miles. So just Run at the pace that you actually trained because, as I mentioned, it's really easy to get excited. It's really easy to go off what you've trained and prepared for. Stick to your plans. Even though you something may come up that'll change your whole plans completely, that's another thing you need to be prepared for. Just for example, we really don't know what type of weather. You got to be versatile. You got to be able to adapt. Let's say you always run with music. You forget your earbuds. It's happened. You What are you going to do? And just throw away your $220-some for LA Marathon and not run it? No. You got to run without music. And that's why I encourage training. I know some people are like, do everything you would do like on race day, which is true. You don't want to like try in general. You don't want to try like some completely different food um, that your stomach isn't used to and maybe you'll you know, have some stomach issues. So you don't want to do anything like that. But I also like to mix it up because you got to be prepared for anything through the years. Like, oh, I forgot this. Great. What am I going to do? Or I didn't, oh, I forgot my gels. Uh, I forgot my goose or just so many different little scenarios. And you just got to be able to roll with the punches, stay versatile, stay flexible. If you need some additional help, feel free to reach out to me. I have... Three customized uh, sound bowl for relaxation for made for endurance athletes, which I personally use. And then I also have another program uh, that was made specially for athletes, and it is what is called uh, Brainwave Entrainment. And I was going to have the creator on, but he doesn't have it 
iPhone right now. He used to have one, so looking forward to having Maury on in the future so he could explain to you more about it. And it basically, they're just ways for you to stay relaxed and not be so nervous because I know nerves is huge and a lot of people may not. I know people that throw up because the nerves are so, so bad and they let something that's supposed to be fun and enjoyable become so overwhelming to them that they'll throw up. And for me, competing in basketball tournaments to jiu-jitsu tournaments to marathons, that and, oh, and boxing too. I, I would say boxing for me is the one that was the hardest to try and to control that energy, to have it not control me. And after that, I would say marathons for such a long time, it's only because of, as I mentioned, just the whole relaxing and doing it over and over and over. And you just, now it's like second nature. I, I am excited. I'm not going to lie. I haven't ran a marathon since last alley marathon. It's been, it's been rough trying to get back into track. I was averaging over six marathons a year and since the whole pandemic. And I've just had the time of my life getting bit by a dog, getting an infection, getting my Cadillac converter stolen and just working and trying to make things happen and train and at the same time help people train themselves. So it's been quite the adventure. But as uh, Kobe Bryant says, that waking up early, that, that, that training late, that is the dream. And you really have to enjoy it. And thinking about it in that perspective, you'll learn to enjoy it. When I hit the wall now, if I hit the wall, because some races I don't hit the wall and it is possible to not hit the wall. But when I hit the wall, what I say is to myself, oh, this is what you love. This is why you're doing it. You knew that your body was going to break down. You wanted to challenge your mind. You wanted to see how much you can push yourself when you feel like complete death and how when you feel like you can't take another step. And so I embrace the suck and I embrace the whole feeling horrible. And I, I'm like, yeah, this is what I love. This is what I love. That way, I'm kind of psyching myself out. And next thing you know, I'm out of it. And and really, I do. I, I got to say I do because when I first started running, I didn't run because, oh, I th- although I did think I was fast, I didn't know any better. But I thought, I don't really need to do this. I, don't, I just shortcuts and drinking and debauchery and not properly training so it just kind of depends if your whole goal is to just finish the marathon i believe i didn't check the cutoff hour but los angeles marathon i believe is eight hours usually they're about six hours meaning if you don't finish it within six hours then you didn't complete the marathon basically they tearing everything down excuse me but if you if you like walk it let's just say 10 minutes a mile you could finish in six hours you would complete a marathon then another year you could actually go for trying to beat that time doesn't it doesn't have to be like oh record-breaking time for you to build that momentum build that that plant that seed of possibility of what else is possible? Because if you think you could, couldn't could complete it, you'd be surprised that, as I mentioned, from three years old to over 100, it's in the books. 
and you see people from everything. Some to me, they always, they start about I think an hour before the it's the the bicycles. Uh, Alley Marathon doesn't really have uh, they they added a relay, but it, I'm trying to remember the name. But it's like wheelchairs, but they use their hands and they're on bicycles. I can't think of the name now. But when I see them, because sometimes you end up catching them. To me, I'm like that's just so inspirational to me that they're no matter the odds, no matter what's going through on their life, they're out there still asking of themselves more or trying to push their own limits because I don't want to live an ordinary life. And if you run one marathon, you're, it's going to make you different. It's going to make you that 1%, just like in everything else, jujitsu, if you reach level black belt, it's like 1% of the people who start will ever get to that level. It takes about 10 to 14 years. That's a long journey. And the discipline and the love and the passion that you have to have for anything to complete it, it, it comes with momentum. And you need some sort of, you need some something to be like, oh, if I could do that, you need a confidence booster. That's why I'm saying Alley Marathon is such a great one. You could walk half of it and then run the second half or... There's so many different ways you could plan it out strategically if your whole goal is to complete it. Then once you complete it, then you can set your next challenge. If you're a beginner, if you're advanced and whole different thing, but you got two months left, feel free to reach out to me. If you need any help, marathon training plans, customized plans. My plans are different. I haven't seen anybody do a training plan like me, and that is because I mix up so many different Techniques that I've learned from di di different disciplines, from basketball to boxing. And I remember some of my coaches would be like, you know, what are you doing that technique for? Or why are you doing that? That that doesn't relate to this sport. And now you see some of these techniques that people were saying, oh, that's not really for this. Now people are a lot more open to it. I mean, there was a time where people wouldn't, you know, lift weights because they would slow down their punch and different things so just things for you to consider and feel free to reach out to me once again i hope to see you at los angeles marathon on march 19th 2023 take a look at the elevation of the map if you have a chance it's always better for you to know where the hills are coming that's another recommendation i have know where the hills are coming know where it's going to be difficult so mentally you could be like just for example you know mile five is going to be hilly Maybe I'll take a little. I'll take it a little bit easier, like point, like mile four when I'm, when I'm at four and a half, so that when I hit that five, you know. So just mentally, you know what's coming up. If not, you're just gonna run it and be like, damn. But don't. Even though it's not really known for hills, it could be hilly. It could be hilly. Even the slightest little hills are up there. Uh, besides that, there's so many running clubs out here. And I've been training with as many as I can. So I've been running with the Azusa Pacers. Shout out to the Pacers, Claremont Trotters, San Dima Runners, Pomona Valley Runners, La Puente Bridge Runners, a runner circle in Los Feliz, and on and on. I try to get out to as many different people and clubs as I can. And I'm looking forward to 
seeing the running community once again. When I did my first Los Angeles marathon, I only knew the people I went with and now I can go and I could pretty much see people I know along the way and say hi. And, and it's just like a big gathering of a bunch of running, running community, one of the best communities out there. So if you have any questions, reach out to me. If you're nervous about it and you want to learn about brainwave entrainment, or if you want those sound uh, customized for relaxation, get at me. Or if you need some personal training with two months to go or just some guidance, say you sign up one week before, I definitely want to talk to you or one day before. Trust me, I have taken so many people on that journey where like no training, boom, let's go. And be sure to follow me on all my social media. That way on the actual day at about four o'clock in the morning, you will see me on my stories taking a shot as we traditionally do before a marathon. Then we get to the stadium and then we get ready to run. Then all the way to the beer garden. I'll be doing another show on LA Marathon as approaches with a little bit different spin, but look forward to seeing everybody. And I hope this was insightful. And if you are running LA Marathon, be sure to say hi. And if you're not, I hope it inspired you to start running, even if it's a mile. Thank you for joining me. My name is Coach Ray Z, Athletic Definition, live here on Fireside. And I will be back this week with all new show. Thank you, everybody in the audience, everybody watching on YouTube, Twitch, and everybody who listens on the replay of the podcast. I appreciate you. Coach Ray Z, I'm out.